Phillies Marlins scoreless in the first. You got yourself a uh, 3-3 game. You know Arizona and Milwaukee fan. right now. You know who's a Philly fan. Who's a fi- Philly fan? You. You. T-Swift. T-Swift. Yeah. No, she's not. That's what's No, she is. That's yeah, what's so is. surprising about her cheering for the Chiefs is that she's actually a big uh, Philly she's fan. from Reading, Pennsylvania. Just out, uh, not just outside, yeah. but just another reason the to city. dislike her. Oh, Damn! It's another reason to dislike her. They may be too nice <laughs> Philly fans. I love yeah. you, Philly. I don't think Taylor Swift is a nice girl. I think you saw... <laughs> <laughs> You saw what happened with her and Katy Perry, and I take no, Katy I didn't. Perry. Did something happen? Better Did, calm down. There was some drama, wasn't yeah. there? I don't remember what it was. What? Remember that they did the they had a feud, and the the song that Katy Perry made was about her, where it was swish swish pish, another one in the basket. That was about T Swift. Oh, I gotta get caught up on this. That girl fight was about they were both with John Mayer or something. Yeah. Oh, they were fighting over John Mayer. Or maybe well, that it was makes about sense. A, maybe it was like about a backup dancer. I'd fight anyway, over John Mayer they um <laughs> I love John Mayer. Yep. So I yeah, the ba- back down backup dancer drama it went down. Ah. Yeah, it was that's what it was about, two thousand and twelve. And then uh So you take Katy Perry. Bad so. blood was about Katy Perry. Oh, I didn't know that. And oh, maybe now right. we got bad blood. All I know is it was Anthony Rizzo's walk up song. So I always liked Why it. Why not? Yeah. You know what would have been my walk-up song before we get to Chase? Mm-hmm. Uh, stilettos, Pumps, In the Club. I think I would have came out to that. And then remember Nicki Minaj got involved. She was with Swish Swish Bish, I think, as well. Really? God, she's taking us way down a road that Swiss, I don't even remember. Swiss, yeah. Swiss, I remember bish. there was drama, Swiss, but I don't remember Swiss, all this. Bish, another one in the basket. Well, I got Taylor Swift Yeah, I don't think she's one. a nice girl. You're a Tay-Tay guy? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Katy Perry I've always Gal. been a fan of Mean Girls, though, you know? Yeah, you have been. Lindsay Lohan. Your wife. All you got to do is ask <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> All right. We gotta All right yeah, let's get All right, Chase. Let's get, Chase King, come week, save us. Lion's Edge us. podcast. Look, I, I, I just know you're bite chomping. I see your face. <laughs> the, look, the look on your face tells me that we'll get to football. But you heard what Ryan had to say. Yeah. Are you on the train that this thing is real or that this thing is fake now after back-to-back weeks of this nonsense? First of all, the last 15 minutes, I think, was the greatest programming that's ever aired on Odyssey. Uh, and I think everybody <laughs> deserves a raise just for being involved. Trista, you I, I have agree. a death We might be the number two sports we're, betting podcast. We're going to send that off to management after this show. Thank you very much. What did you say, Chase? I lost that last line. I think, line. You, I think you, have a death wish. you have a death wish, Trista. I don't know what you're doing. I, 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 Nick, and, and, <laughs> Nick and Ryan need to disavow you and just, like, I don't even want to be in a split screen with Trista right now because they're going to come for me by association. Uh, I, I am, I'm a big, <laughs> I'm like Ryan, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. So, you know, I am, no, I'm, I wouldn't even call myself biased because I think it's fake. I'm a huge fan and I think it's fake. I mean, they're, there's, they're giving us evidence. It's an accident in addition to the timing of the movie that she also shows up with the actors who played Deadpool and Wolverine in advance of a highly anticipated Deadpool and Wolverine movie. I mean, come on. It's, it's obviously The movie is going to be dope, though. Thank That's you, Chase. Thank you. Thank Wait, you. 
So successful people that have big things coming up can't hang out? Well, I guess the three of us better not be out at uh, Andy's Pizza tonight or everybody's going to think our friendship's fake, too. Well, well, there's no I got the BetQL tailgate kickoff. T's got another season of NBA. Nick's got his modeling gig starting up. Abercrombie. <laughs> <laughs> this has this has nothing to do with it. Like, you, Danny, I'm, you know what? I've already said what I need to say. You're not sucking me back into this again. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it, Chase. He got me once. I'm not doing it again. I think it's real, Chase. Chase, you know what else I think is real? Um, that I see right now on our rundown that you got so many weeknight dogs in college football. I actually just want to start with that because I want to know what weeknight. Now I'm now I'm now I just can't can't get this out of my head with the T Swift stuff. Who do you like this weekend? <laughs> college football dogs. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll start with the weeknight stuff. I, I love all the weeknight games, and we're getting to that weird October part of the schedule where there's going to be games Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. I think next week we got a Tuesday game. Uh, I like. I like Jacksonville State plus the points. I think they've been, like, shockingly good. They weren't even good at the FCS level, and they're weirdly good this year. I can't really explain that, but they're catching four and a half. I don't think that number should be that big. They're playing Middle Tennessee. I like it. That one's tomorrow, Wednesday. Florida International's catching six and a half against New Mexico State. Why am I going to lay six and a half? New Mexico State, they lost to UMass. They lost to bad teams. Uh, so I, I, I like that one. Probably the best one of the bunch is Thursday, Sam Houston Liberty. Sam Houston's catching 18 and a half because they're 0 and 4 and Liberty's and 4 and 0. 19 and a half yep. now, even better. I get I get the semiotics of it. I get that better see, hey, it's a 4 and 0 team playing an 0 and 4 team, so the number's going to be big. Liberty hasn't played anybody. Sam Houston has actually played good teams so their their records are entirely explainable by who they've played not necessarily how good or bad they are this is a ton of points and any team can cover any number in any game but i mean 19 and a half for sam houston is just ridiculous so i I love sam houston plus all the points there in that and we haven't even gotten to saturday yet i'm curious about your thoughts on this maryland ohio state game Man, I know Ohio State's defense is nasty, but our little man, baby Tua, Maryland, <laughs> he's been putting up some yards. Maryland's yeah. actually looked pretty impressive. They're they're catching 19 and a half. I know it's at Ohio State. Talk me off of that one. Well, it's another team where the number's 19. It's another game where the number is 19 and a half, and one of the teams hasn't played anybody. I was doing some work on Maryland this week. They've played five teams. Four of them are ranked outside of Jeff Sagarin's top 100 college football teams. So I think anytime you have a situation like this historically where it's it's a team with a really good record against another team with a really good record, and one of those teams is a giant favorite, most of the time the favorite is actually the team that ends up covering Uh, And there's this idea that, well, the records say the game will be competitive, but the spread says it won't be. So it's not a bet for me, but if I'm getting involved, it would be Ohio State. Is Oregon Chase the best team in the Pac-12? I kind of think so. They're definitely the most complete team. I think Utah, especially the last few years, what Whittingham has done there is really impressive. But until they have a little bit more stability and consistency on offense – I do think it's Oregon. I I think you saw with UFC uh, with USC last week. They're always going to be vulnerable, even to flawed teams, with the kind of comeback that Colorado was able to put together because they don't have the horses to shut the door on defense. And I think that's what Oregon 
has so well when it plays a complete game for 60 minutes. Like it, any game where Oregon is playing its Colorado game, they're for real and they're going to compete, I think, at the top level. And and I think that's maybe half a step above where they've been the last couple years. Talking to Chase Kitty, bet MGM tonight. So uh, Georgia has not actually covered yet this year, and there was a lot of praise and a lot of love for the Bulldogs coming into this year, and rightfully so. They've won back-to-back national championships. They're 14-and-a-half-point favorites uh, against Kentucky. Are we just are we fading Georgia right now, at least just, just until we start to see them look like? Because I just feel like there's more parity now, and the teams that we thought were going to be dominant are just not right now in college football. Yeah, I think you're totally right about that, Nick. And... As a general rule, yeah, I kind of am fading Georgia. There is a tendency to want to have a conversation when you have a team like Georgia about, well, where are they? Are they the best? And and are they a deserving number one? And where where do they stand in the playoff after they lost everything? And, and who, what's the team this year now that we've seen you know five games, five data points, and 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 all those big picture things? I think it's a lot easier to just look at them on a game by game basis and say, you know. You, you've got a young quarterback. You don't have Stetson Bennett anymore. You've turned over a ton of NFL draft. You start slow, and you lay giant numbers because you're the two-time national champion. In the context of a point spread, that is really hard to overcome when you're covering a number. I loved Auburn last week. It was one of my favorite plays. I bought it in advance. I bought it again uh, midweek, even though the number had moved like four or five points covered both numbers I think when you're looking at Kentucky this week I think they have just a straight up better quarterback 14 and a half is a good number there is a case that Kentucky maybe is the best team in the SEC East right now so if you're giving me I know it's on the road in Athens but if you're giving me what could be more of a coin flip game than I think a lot of people realize and you're getting two touchdowns and the hook that's a no-brainer for me yeah and the market analysis is backed up by the idea that Georgia is so bad against market expectations I bet the over in that game. Kentucky's offense looked really good last week. They were able to run the ball against Florida, which I wasn't expecting. And Devin Leary, like the wide receivers, have had so many drops the first couple weeks of the season. But I actually think we're going to get some points. I'm with you on that one, though. I think we're going to be on the same side. Uh, My favorite bet this weekend. Um, Talk about UCLA a little bit. One of the better defenses in the Pac-12. Trista brought up Oregon. I love Oregon, too. But I like this UCLA team. I know they lost on the road. Um, but it was Dante Moore making his first really like true road start against a pretty good Utah defense. But now they're at home against Washington State. Washington State, one of the better stories in college football, but it's a three-and-a-half-point spread. What do you like in this one? Yeah, I, I, I wish – I talked about a lot about Kentucky-Florida on my podcast last week. I wish I would have talked about it more when I talked with you guys. I could give you a 1,000 angles on the UCLA-Washington State game. I only need to give you one, and it's my favorite one. It's one I talk about every week when I have the chance – if it's an unranked favorite playing against a top 25 ranked underdog, I bet the unranked favorite every single time. It is the most powerful trend in college football betting because the market sees the number, the top 25 number, and goes, oh, that's the good team. And all the sharps know what the deal is. You bet UCLA in this time every single time. And you know nothing covers 100% of the time, but it's like, it's like 70%, something stupid like that. That's interesting. I do want to ask you about Colorado because they're four-and-a-half-point favorites at Arizona State. Arizona State has been very shaky. They competed last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago. But ultimately, Colorado feels like they're clicking on all cylinders. You know, 
competing against USC, probably should have won that game, especially in the second half. Offensively, they were unstoppable. The total there is 60 and a half. Are we back on Colorado now for the majority of the season? Uh, it's a fascinating number because it, it was one of the numbers, you know, two or three numbers a week you're going through the sports book, and the numbers just jump out at you like, whoa, what's going mm-hmm. on there? And that it was one of this Colorado number was one of those situations where you're scrolling through the BetMGM sports book and you stop what you're doing and go, wait, Colorado, four, yes. Arizona State, four and a half, four. So I, I'm very interested because it feels, I mean, you guys tell me if you feel otherwise, it felt like it should have been higher, right? It felt like it should have been maybe Colorado seven or something yes. a little bit meatier. So to me, that that's made me stop and go, hmm, why is that number what it is? Because that's kind of what you should be asking yourself on every number is what does this number mean in context? And to me, it's is is the air out of the balloon there? Is is this a weird buy low spot that's the the book is kind of mishandling? You know, unsurprisingly, we're we're still kind of early in the week and public betters often don't bet. Monday, Tuesday kind of stuff. They usually are, are betting Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But, it, I mean, it's 90% action Colorado on this, and yet the number is moving toward Arizona State from what I've seen. So it's it's a very interesting number. I don't, I don't know that I have too much to say about the game itself, but f- my feel on the number and the situation is it would be Arizona State or pass for me just because of how weird it is. Hmm. Chase, we got about two minutes left here. Uh, what do you make of the Thursday night game with the Commanders laying five and a half against the 0-4 Bears? Back our boy Ryan up, Chase. Back him <laughs> up. I think I, I've bet every Commanders game this year so far. I'm 4-0 on Commanders bets. This is the first one where I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I think I'd bet Washington. I think I would bet Washington because of how putrid Chicago is. I don't. I still don't think the market... We talked a couple weeks ago about how like, boy, is this a good buy-low spot for the Broncos when they went to Miami? And I was like, I don't know if we're at bottom yet for Denver. I don't know if we're at bottom yet for Chicago. They suck. <laughs> They're really bad. And Washington is not good, but they are competent. So I, I would lay the points with Washington, but I, I don't know if I have a good feel for that one. Go Bears. Go All right. Bears. Well, there you go. I guess. Listen, go UCLA, here, mainly. <laughs> Big, big, big bet on you. Here, I mean, the only thing I will say is that uh, the Commanders and Bears last year was one of the ugliest Thursday night games that we've ever seen in the history of mankind. So let's Chase. do it again, huh? I think so, it's going to be fun. I got a weird feeling. Like, sometimes the ugly, bad Thursday, like, I kind of selfishly, because we're here and we're on mute. You don't want a good game on Yeah, I kind of like I kind of yeah. like these to be bad. It feels like and an it's under. It's funny. Are we all on the under in this 44 and a half? I just you know don't what, guys? know. I, I don't know. points. I, I, I don't know. Kind of like last week with the Bears. Yeah. Chase, what do you, or, what do you think? Oh, well, Chase is gone. All right. See, so, Chase. Thanks, Chase. Bye, Chase. No, I'm here. <laughs> Chase oh, there's Chase again. Lion's Edge Pod. No, we got. We still have like 30 seconds. Do you like? Do you? What do you think of the total in this game? 44 and a half. I might go first half under. I might go like, okay. hey, nobody knows what they're doing at the beginning, but then they kind of open it up. Washington's going to score on Chicago's awful defense. Maybe Justin Fields runs around and gets a couple. So I wouldn't be surprised if it leaks over, but I could see the beginning of the game being kind of ugly. There you go. It might be very, very ugly, but Chase is on our side when it comes to oh, Taylor yeah. Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey, and that's what really matters. Chase Kitty, Lions Edge Podcast. Good to talk to you, buddy. See you guys. So... You guys, 
You gotta sell the game. It's gonna be a potential NFC Championship preview okay. tomorrow. I mean, I Thursday, just, whenever. It sounds less believable than you thinking they're in a real relationship. Be here, be square. Power Bet rankings M- coming up. Bet MGM tonight.